Welcome to the Rent to Rent Success Podcast, the only podcast entirely dedicated to helping you achieve rent to rent success. We talk about the ethical way to get you started in property without buying it. This is our place to inspire each other to believe bigger, to be bolder, and to be game changers for good. Property investors and sisters Stephanie and Nikki Taylor are your guides on this exciting ride. Let's start up the engines and get ready to fly. Hello, hello, hello. It's Stephanie here. Welcome to episode 28 of Ask the Angels, where we answer your rents to rent questions. If you would like to have your question answered, go to rent to rent success.com slash ask ASK and record your question there for me to answer here. Today, we have a question from Jefferson. Here is Jefferson's question. What should a newbie have in place when embarking on a rent-to-rent deal for the first time? Great question, because there's so much that newbies need to think about before starting in rent-to-rent. So I talked about in episode nine about what you need to have in place for your rent-to-rent business to be legal and compliant. And you can listen to that episode on any of the podcast hosts, Apple, Spotify, or wherever you listen. And it's also on our website at renttorentsuccess.com slash number nine for episode nine. And I talked in episode ATA uh, four, Ask the Angels four, about the top five things to look for in your first rent-to-rent HMO deal. So again, it's in all the podcast apps, or you can listen to it on our website at renttorentsuccess.com slash ATA4. That stands for Ask the Angels 4. And I talked about how to make offers to landlords and agents without insulting them, even when your offer is lower than the rent they were looking for. And that's a recent one. In It was in episode 8826, Ask the Angels 26. And you can listen to that episode. I bet you know where. Renttorentsuccess.com slash 8826 for 26. In this episode... I want to talk about something I haven't talked about on the podcast before. This is definitely an episode where you'll want to take notes. Today, I'm going to talk about what to do when you've signed your first deal. That means you've got a good property. It's in a good area. You've analyzed it. You've negotiated it and you're all set to go. These are some of the things that people don't know that they don't know. We're going to talk about the property handover. The property handover is a much overlooked area. Once the contract is signed, you might think it's just a case of picking up the keys. But the danger of skipping this step is that you find yourself in an emergency situation where you need urgent access to a locked garage or loft or utility supply and the landlord is on safari in Kenya for a month. Um, So when your landlord or your agent is right in front of you for a handover, that is the best time to get everything you need, all of the information, all of the keys, all of the access. 
Don't wait until a disaster occurs to find out what you need. Have everything you need already in your property management system. And as a bonus, having a robust handover process, it really sets the tone for your ongoing relationship with your landlord or agent too, because they see that you know what you're doing and you have a process in place. So let's dive into what you should be doing as you take on your first deal. Now, before the handover meeting even happens, it's important that you let your landlord or agent know what information you will need. They can then provide it to you electronically in advance or in hard copy on the day, whichever whichever is easiest for them. If you get hard copies, obviously you can scan these into your system so that everything is electronic and available to you in your property management system. And to make things simple for you, in Kickstarter, I will come back at the end to what's in Kickstarter for you, but we have got a copy of the property handover email template, which we've developed over the years. We didn't start off with this. We learned what we needed through trial and error, and then we we learned the best way to ask for it to mean that we get what we want and that it's easy for the landlords and the letting agents to meet the information needs that we have. So what information, what information do we need to get at the handover? Well, some of it's obvious and some of it's less obvious. Let's see if you had um, got everything. So the info that you needed, first of all, you start off by getting the bank details for your guaranteed rent payment. This is a great way to set the tone. They're happy to be giving this information and um, that that's that. So you've got the payment details to, to make your payments to the landlords or the letting agent. Next up, you need the licensing information. Uh, you need the HMO license if it's applicable. And also remember to check out for any local landlord schemes from your council area. Where we are in Wales, we have Rent Smart Wales licensing, and both we and the landlord must comply with it. And so we do check that the landlord is registered, and if not, show them how to register. Next up, we need all the utility information. And while we're at the property, we also take note of the meter readings and meter serial numbers. Next up, it's the utility shutoff information. This is something that people sometimes don't get. And many times it's obvious where is the stopcock, where is the gas supply um, turn off and, and the electricity um, meters um, where you can turn off the supply. But sometimes it's not obvious. Sometimes they're in a locked cupboard. So it's very important to just access all of those at the time, and know exactly where they are at that at that time. Then it's the certificates. So you want to make sure that you have all the certificates. Find out beforehand what's applicable for the type of property that you're taking on and for your council area. As a minimum, you'll need the energy performance certificate, the EPC, which is valid for 10 years. And you need uh, you need a minimum rating on that. And you've got your gas safety certificate for 12 months. And it's best practice to also have the following certificates, but some councils require them and some councils don't require them. And for the type of property you are taking on, you may not need them. So these are the electrical insulation condition report, 10 years, 
it usually lasts the fire detection test certificate that lasts 12 months the pat the that's um the testing the electrical testing certificate that's 12 months as well and the emergency lighting test certificate that you sometimes need for certain types of properties that's for 12 months so you need to make sure you've got all those as well next up we also get the appliance details this is just so that if anything goes wrong with any of the appliances we've seen them on that day um, at that time we've got the make and model number and we can then download the instructions so we've got them electronically we we may have them hard copy but we've definitely got them electronically and what we rely on for use with our contractors and also with our housemates is the electronic version even though we may also have a hard copy version at the house because hard copies go missing they get lost they get wet they get damaged um, but the electronic version is always available 24 7 to or to us and to everybody else who needs to see it at any time and here's a list of the items that you may have and which we all take the details for so that we can make sure that in our property management system, we have the electronic versions. There's the boiler, the thermostat, the fire control panel, carbon monoxide um, detectors. There's the washing machine, tumble dryer, if there is one, fridge, freezer, or, or fridge, freezer, oven, hob, extractor fan, microwave, TV, and showers. So all of the appliances we get the uh, instructions online for, but we make sure that we've got the make and the model number. And once back at the office, as I said, we get the instructions, uh, upload them into property management systems uh, where they can be accessed by everyone. Here's an area that people may miss. It's restricted areas. What I mean by restricted areas is I'm talking about what are the areas where the tenants are not allowed to go? For example, lofts, sheds, or garages. We ensure that we have keys for those and then we access them and make sure that we're happy with what is in them. So point to note here, we do not allow our landlords to keep their stuff inside the properties. So for example, landlords may want to use a bedroom which can't be used as a bedroom, as a storage room. Up front, we explain all landlords' personal belongings and other items, important items, I won't say junk, must be removed from the property before we start our management. Uh, we, we can arrange removal if they prefer that. But um, the reason for this is we can use those rooms for other things. It can be a drying room. It can be an additional communal room. And also, we don't want the landlords needing to come in and out of the property to access whatever's in this room. So we just find it's easier and simpler just at the beginning to say all the all the items must be removed from the house. Now there have been certain circumstances where we've um where landlords have had things in a garage or shed that that is fine as long as we have the keys for those uh, areas and as long as we we check those areas and we're happy with what's in those areas then we're happy with that. But you would choose how you want it to work. Next up, we've got keys. Obviously, you need to get the keys for the whole building, but um, we've, we've, we've detailed out the number of keys you need to get uh, to make it work and also to put those costs 
to the landlord. We used to actually pay for the key key cutting, but we don't do that now. So you need keys um, for the tenants for their rooms. You need keys uh, if you operate a key safe system like we do. And then we have another additional full set of keys that we keep, which is not at the property. So that's that's the handover that you do along with uh, your landlord or agent. And then the second part of the handover when you're first taking on the property is something that you do um, on your own within your team. Um, so you you if you meet at the property for the handover, as often happens, then the next part is you'll you'll be going around the property. You'll have already got your plan, but we do have a, a checklist for you, and you'll want to go over the licensing changes and confirm what you know what you're doing. The furniture, remember last week, you, you'll already perhaps have worked out, but you just go around just confirming what you're keeping, what you're get, getting rid of, what you're upcycling. And I talked about furnishing on a budget in a recent episode, and that was ATA25. You can hear that at renttoredsuccess.com slash ATA25. And dressing, you look at what you want to do with the dressing. And again, we've got a checklist for dressing. And what we also do at the handover is take the before photographs. These photos, before and afters, become important assets to your business. So take those before photos uh, while you're there on that handover date um, or, or arrange to have your photographer come in and take the before photos. And, and then you'll be arranging for your tra- contractors to come in. Often you'll already arrange your contractors from beforehand to come in on that day. Um, but that's what a robust handover process looks like. It's so that you can get all of the information that you need at the start of the process. And it's really important not to skip this process and end up um, shortcutting yourself, underplaying yourself. I can't think of the right word. Um but this way, you've got everything you need. Every single part of rent to rent is can be really simple once you've got the step by step process and you know what to do. Otherwise, it can cause lots of problems when you don't have all of the information you need to be able to run your property uh, successfully for the three or five years during which you're going to be managing it. If you're with us in the Rent to Rent Kickstarter program, as I say, you'll have the property handover checklist and you'll look like a pro who's done this many times before, even if it's your first time. And that's in M6.1. It goes into detail on exactly what info you need for each utility. And also included is our property handover email template. And that's in M6.1A. And we've included the copy and paste template to request the information from the landlords or letting agents in advance. And it's in a format that's really simple for them to do. And obviously, with it being copy and paste, it's really easy for you to do as well. And moving into the second part of the handover, we also have all your checklists for dressing and for refurbishment. And that's in M6.1 6.1C. So thanks for that question, Jefferson. The first step after signing a deal for a newbie is the property handover. So make sure you tackle it like a pro. And if you'd like more of the six-step rent-to-rent success system, it's in our free rent-to-rent success guide and masterclass. It's at rent rent slash guide. 
or if you want the full Rent to Rent Success audiobook, you can get it free for 30 days if you're not a member of Audible yet. And that's at renttorentsuccess.com slash audible, A-U-D-I-B-L-E, for a free copy of Rent to Rent, of our Rent to Rent Success audiobook. Um, that's for people who are new to Audible. But if you are already a member of Audible, you will need to use your credits. So, that's all for now. I hope that was useful for you, Jefferson. And even if you're not Jefferson, I hope that was useful. That's all for now. I'll see you next time. Bye for now. Thank you so much for being with me here today. If you would like more, we've written the number one best-selling book on Rent to Rent. You can find it at renttorentsuccess.com slash book. Reviewers on Amazon have described it as the best Rent to Rent HMO book and also as a definitive reference guide and inspirational. Take your next step today and buy the book. You can find it at rent2rentsuccess.com slash book. And I'll see you again next time. Until then, remember, believe bigger, be bolder, be a game changer.